Thanks to the folks at Racetech for coming on board this podcast. Check out the Racetech Suspension and Engine Seminars in Corona, California. They are coming up soon. This is a great way to get started in the industry, and it is the way that a lot of suspension techs got started using the uh, seminars at Racetech, taught by Paul Feed himself. Racetech.com for more information. Please check it out. Use the code to save with Racetech. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original moto podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. This is the Chicago uh, Land Speedway uh, SMX Review Show. I'm Steve Mathis. JT Weege will join us shortly. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks, thanks for listening to all the pods, whether it's the Lee at Reraceables, whether it's the FXR Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Pods, Pro Circuit Pulpcasts, so on and so forth. Uh, we really appreciate the listens and, and everything else. So uh, please check it out on the uh, pulpmex.com website for all the information on all the shows that we've done. I've been podcasting since 2008, people, so... Got a lot of stuff in the archives. Please check it out and download it. It's uh, it's gold, and uh, it's still nothing changes with a lot of these podcasts. So, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you to the folks at Fly Racing, at Fly Racing USA on social media, and the 2024 stuff is out. It's the best looking fly gear in years. Really loved it. Uh, they've they've moved some uh, the, the Evo closure system on some of their lines. They got the Formula S as well. It's a helmet with a brain. And uh, whether even if you get that one or the regular Formula, you have the uh, Rion technology. You have the cone head designs. You got the lightweight shells. Great colors. Great fitments. A super quiet helmet. The Fly Racing Formula helmet is the pinnacle of helmet. Uh, technology and these guys at fly have done a great job with it uh, vented as well so thank you to the folks at fly racing and uh, also thank you to the folks at renthal uh, factory honda red bull ktm monster Energy kawasaki all using renthal products for years and years and years i mean honda's been running renthal bars since 1986 so you know they work and uh, they're coming up on 500 titles as well from the folks at renthal 500 titles uh thank you to renthal renthal.com they have a uh, very, very informative website. They have a bar bend chart as well. They have a dealer uh, stock uh, chart as, or a website as well. So what you can do in that, go on the website. You can see what's, what uh, Renthal products are in stock at your local dealers. So, yeah, really cool. Inventory locator is the term, I've been told. So thank you to folks at Renthal. Max's Tires. Great tires, whether it's mountain bike tires, light truck tires, trailer tires. Uh, Jeremy McGrath developed the MXSTs. They developed the soft intermediate, intermediate to hard terrain tires out that are now. They got a paddle tire as well. We know that's all the rage for the Nationals. Maxxis has it. So thank you to Maxxis for all the support of this uh, show and everything we do across the network. And, of course, Cobalinks and Motorsport.com will tell you more about later. But for now, let's get uh, JT Weege on here and uh, talk Chicago, shall we? 
All right, everybody, as promised, to talk about uh, everything that happened at round two at the uh, SMX uh, playoffs in Chicago on the Fly Racing Racer X Review Show. First up, it was the uh, the man in the booth uh, for uh, this weekend, along with uh, Ricky Carmichael. It's Jason Wygant. What's up, Weech? Yeah. It's, it's really felt like my first experience. Um, we did you say it was super crossy last weekend, but we used the same booth trailer that we used outdoors, and it was a daytime race, so it didn't really feel any different than a national last week. Uh, but this was up in the booth that was about 500 miles away from the – I think our booth was actually in downtown Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's how huge these NASCAR stadiums are. It's, it's unbelievable how high up and how far – I had to drive my car to get over to where the booth was because you have to get all the way from the pits to the backside of the grandstands. Um, but it was a night show and we were in an actual broadcast booth, which I'd never done before. So, uh, yeah, it's a booth booth, as I call it, a real booth. Yeah, I didn't, I thought that was a misspelling on social media. I'm like, what, what is it? What is he talking about? But okay. No, I've been right. in a trailer, uh, up until now. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Okay. Also, yep. also on the line from fly racing, fly racing USA, uh, the pit reporter of the night, uh, in Chicago, along with Will Christian, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. We, I made that walk to the press box about 10 times over the so, uh, you did. It could be done. It could be done. I got my steps in, but yes, it, it was far. Was How did you? Can you go out the front? Yeah, yeah. I just went through the fan fest like area, and then went up into the grandstand, like under the grandstands, and then there's a tower right there. Wait, so there was a way to go to the bottom of the grandstands onto like the tarmac? Yeah, yeah, that's how all the fans were doing it all day to get to the uh, seats and then back into the pits. Yep. I thought you had to go literally around the back of the speedway. <laughs> Like, no, I thought no, you could go just, spit just, out the back and then walk all the way around the outside no, of the place. I didn't know you could go straight onto the track. Again. Yep, yep. Oh, so interesting. Okay. Uh, all right. Mm-hmm. It shows you how interactive the rest of the uh, our TV crew is. They didn't even consider that as an option. They're like, oh, you got to drive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you uh, did you like working um, with RC and just the two-man booth, whether it's RC or James? I, I just, whether it's hockey or football. Three-man booths just don't work to me uh, most of the time. I don't like them. Uh, I think the two work better. Uh, what do you think, Weege? It is definitely harder, uh, the three-man booth. I mean, I understand what they're going for. I, I don't think we'd even have the three-man booth if it wasn't specifically because it's RC and Stu, and that's just such a cool opportunity you know, to get two guys who are iconic and successful and have so much history with each other. Mm-hmm. I don't think the vision ever was a three-man booth until it was, oh, well, if the three of them means RC and Stu together, uh, we got to do it. Yeah, I don't think it's ideal from a TV perspective, but right. I mean, yeah, I can even tell you how this literally came about. Like uh, Stu and I were supposed to join Super pre and post race show stuff in Tampa earlier in the year, and we're on the conference call on Wednesday. We were just planning stuff out, and Stu and RC just start bench racing about racing each other and kind of how that might apply to Sexton, Tomac, and Webb, kind of like battling Chad. And uh, eventually, a couple of NBC people, why would we have these conversations on a conference call? Why would we not have these guys together to tell these stories on the air? So mm-hmm. that's where that came from. It's been cool. Uh, it is harder to, to, to you know, yeah. explain all the action that's happening on yep. the track. But, yep. you know, tell somebody three years ago, you're going to have TV shows with hours of RC and Stu talking together. They'd be like, sign me up. So. It's kind of the way it turned out. Yeah, no, I get it for sure. Just yep. yeah, not as smooth, not as yeah, not as uh, doesn't function as well. But but what you said also yeah. makes sense for sure. So yeah. um, you missed the uh, you missed the white flag wage. 
Yeah, I'm trying. I, I can't wait to go back and see how I messed that up. Um, I swear in the corner of my eye that the graphic already had said final lap yep. in the final turn. Um, or I saw white flag waving in a double box and mistook it for checkers. But yes, I did give Jet the win one lap early in 450. Have you been hearing about it or no? No, I only saw one comment that was very funny on okay. uh, Instagram All right. um, saying, you know, no one has ever brought so much intensity to a white flag. <laughs> Listen, Ralph's done it. Uh, it's happened. And, and I, I, this is why, like, look, uh, Ralph's a good guy, but he, by the end, I think he needed a change. And I think the series needed a change. And, and we've gone through these different things, but people piled on Ralph or, or Lee did it or, or Todd did it earlier. And I, I like people love to pile. Oh, he mispronounced the name. He called Hunter Jet, Jet Hunter. He missed the flag. Like, dude, it's hard. It's I, I've done the job multiple times. It's hard. It's mistakes are going to happen, and sometimes I feel like the fans just like expect this perfection. And I always like kind of just you know like there's a lot of things that maybe I'll I'll be critical of, but a slip of the tongue by you or anybody like, dude, it happens. It's not easy. So, yeah, I feel like it's him to criticize the style or the opinion or how you're framing the story or whatever or not or not having the information that's all fair but yeah. these other things there's no intent uh, no. behind any of this yeah when somebody calls hunter jet and i've done it that's like you said it's just slip of the tongue it's just a mistake yeah um but our, if you're okay but it seems like our fans love to love like to if you're so do clueless that. you don't know which is which then you've got a real problem <laughs> that's the difference well, yeah. that's like jt most of the time but okay um yeah yeah true uh, fair point no, I just – our fans seem unforgiving, and that's why I brought this up because, like, dude, my DMs are full of shit when Todd says Monster Cross or, you know, or whatever. Ralph missed the, the, the checkers one race or two races, maybe two, actually. It happens, and uh, so I just – that's why I was wondering about – look, you're, you're are, you are kind of beloved a little bit in our industry and by the fans, I feel like, so maybe – but I just wondered if you just got a bunch of raging DMs, you know? So. No, I did not. I think that really does show is there is a bias, right? Because if I was one of these other guys, I probably would have. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. they're biased maybe, in my favor. Maybe. Um, yeah. <clears throat> all right. Uh, I, I'll talk a little bit about this uh, about this race here. JT, uh, I, I, not much passing again uh, on this track, but I like this thing. I thought it was cool. I, and you can, see, you can see the vision a little bit better in that the Coliseum coming up this weekend is definitely more supercrossy. This one was very much outdoorsy, and round one, of course, was you know a little bit of a hybrid. And um, I don't know. I thought this track was cool, JT. I liked it. Like again, not ideal for passing, but yeah, cool effort, execution. The dirt looked good. Grass that you know started the track that started out as grass. I liked it. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting kind of week to week change. Um, you know, I, I think they're learning. They're, it wasn't perfect, right? Like, I, I think it was a significant improvement over Charlotte's track and venue. Mm -hmm. I will start there. But there were still challenges. You know, it was dark. Um, I heard that comment from most of the riders throughout the night, especially, you know, being, talking to them right when they come off the track. They're yeah. just like, man, I can't, I can't see it all. Like, it's so dark, and the, the dirt's really dark, and the shadows, like, they're shadowed over the ruts. And that's... That is very typical of speedways because of the way the lights are on an angle. They're not directly above like in a mm. like a football stadium would be. So there are unique challenges to these events. Um, but yeah, having said that, it was better. It, yeah. I, I like the track better. I like the, the venue better. 
Um, so, I, and I think we're going to finish with the best of them all next weekend. So as long as we continue to improve, we learn from things that could be better and we continue to apply them, uh, I'm good with it. Yeah, the little going over turn one, up on there, going across, dropping down. Yeah, like yeah. all of that. Yeah, no, it, it was it was significantly better. Bigger track, bigger venue. I thought it fit the bill as far as what they're trying to have. You know, they want this mm-hmm. to be really big, right? Like they want it to be a celebration of the season and also this this huge playoff dynamic. Well, I just didn't feel that Charlotte was the perfect venue for that. Uh, this felt more like it, and I think LA Memorial Coliseum will be extremely uh, to the to the good as far as that. You know, the, the pendulum goes. We suspension uh, complaints or now, now looking around and doing some texting. Um, some guys ran moto stuff. Some guys stuck with super st- supercross stuff. But uh, how much pitching was there, Weege, if at all? Uh, it's actually both. I think there was less bitching, um, but it was actually more of a coin flip of what to do. Okay. The rhythm lane at Charlotte because it was steep, it was only one rhythm, mm-hmm. but as we said last week, whether JT likes it or not, your hands were tied. Like, there wasn't any question of what you had to do. You just had to run Supercross suspension. Now, that suspension was going to suck on most of the track, but there wasn't any option. It was just what you yeah. were going to have to deal with. Here, you didn't have that dynamic. It didn't have the one rhythm at all. So then it sent everyone into literally a 50-50 I talked to a ton of different people, and I swear if I talked to 20 people, 10 of them said we're starting on outdoor suspension, and 10 <laughs> said we're starting on supercross. So it was better in the sense of where they weren't hating their bike on 90% of the track except for one straightaway, but it was worse as in yep. no one knew exactly what to do. I mean, I'll give you examples. JT probably heard the same stories. You know, Jensen at Star Racing literally said, are you on more of an outdoor setup? And he's like, no, not more of an outdoor setup. We're just running our outdoor bikes full stop. And then I think we heard, did Will report this, JT? I mean, I think Sexton and Jet were literally on the exact opposite scale. I think Jet was on uh, yeah. motocross stuff. Yep. Chase some uh, on supercross stuff. And you can see yeah. Jet's bike. Like yep. a few supercross-ish obstacles there were, like the double-double after the start and then the bridge. We've seen jumps like that a million times in our lives. And it's startling, actually, if you watch the front wheel, like how bottomed out Jet's bike would be on the takeoff of that over-under. But that was what they're, you know, that was the compromise they were It clearly didn't work for Sexton. So yep. I got a little confused in that because Sexton said in the press conference that he tried to ride motocross stuff with super with supercross suspension on Wednesday, Thursday, and that wasn't going to work at all. So yeah. I, think, I don't think he ended up running supercross suspension. I think he ended up running... Um, the Supercross chassis, like we we know, he was running some different parts, but I think he ended up running motocross suspension. I really do. Oh, okay, his bike didn't look nearly as soft as Jet. No, no, and, and you can make yeah. a motocross setting really stiff. Like, yeah, you know, there you can yeah. absolutely do that. Um, there's so many. It it, it gets really gets really murky just classifying them one as Supercross and one as motocross <laughs> because there's a million shades of gray in there. Um. But yeah, I, I mean, I think everybody, to your point, everybody went much, much, much softer than mm-hmm. they were at which, uh, at Charlotte. Which there was no big rhythm, right? Um, so it made it made sense, like, yeah. like we said, like when yep. when you talk to guys about that rhythm, I mean, they're just like it's way too steep, way too way too much for for outdoor stuff. But um, yeah, it, it would be interesting to see. It. Now, from what I could see um, in texting with some people on the Yamaha side, that um, yeah, star guys were running outdoor setups, forks. 
clamps, whatever they liked outdoors, that's what they were running. So I don't know if they made changes or whatever, but it was definitely outdoor stuff for the, for those yeah. guys. So, but like Hampshire told me, he was on super, he was on Supercross again. Max Volum was on motocross. So these are two guys essentially on the same team in a way, right? They're both two fifties, yeah. one Husky, one KTM. I think PC started as Supercross. I think but on Supercross. And yeah, you know what? Maybe the overarching point that you're making here, JT, is. There isn't a fundamental difference of what is supercross suspension and what's motocross suspension. I mean, we're really just talking what valving and springs. Yeah, it's it's just, not like a yeah. different. Yeah, springs and valve. Right. Yeah, and, and a lot not... of it would be the it would right. be the very top of the stroke. A lot of it too, like how yeah. stiff the very initial part of the stroke is. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. It's not like there's a specific part that's different. It's just the tuning mm-hmm. of the same piece. So yeah, when to, to classify it as one or the other. They're both the same. It's the same thing tuned differently, right? That's all it really is. Yeah, but I think that's yeah. still supercross and motocross. You can still differentiate between the two, you know. Yeah. Um, the funny part, the funny part is like where where it gets where I say it gets so murky is like Chad Reed's motocross suspension was stiffer than my supercross suspension, so it's just crazy. Like the the range of what you can be talking about and still saying the same thing is is. Incredibly broad. <laughs> the uh, the track got man the ruts the I don't know if it got as rough as um sh- as, as Charlotte bike breaking bump oh, it wise was rough. it was but, it was rougher yeah it, was rough. it looked like a real motocross track out there uh, in some of those turns and corners and everything else right like so yeah it was uh, it's interesting and then again like I said this week will be Supercross so we're really gonna have three tracks and three separate setups and all of that. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, I, I think uh I think LA Coliseum would be very similar to like Monster Cup, right? Right. Like, yeah. It'll have some fa- a few faster sections, no super cross whoops, and anything else will feel super cross. Yep. 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 I think the only my only thing was I think it needed to get more of that character earlier. Second motos I think were good, but that first two fifty moto, it didn't have enough mm. um, separation. And I was honestly worried. I'm like, dude, this is gonna be just a highway and they're all going to go the same speed. And it did get better as the night went on. Like if they could have gotten it a little rougher earlier. And also they told me there was a lot of stuff they wanted to build. I guess I'm going to assume this, the way these NASCAR tracks are built, it's designed for all the rain to go into that grass, get off the stands and get off of the pavement. Mm-hmm. Um, so they told me they were shocked when they got there of how soft everything actually was. And I think there were jumps and obstacles they wanted to build. Like you notice like, there were a couple straightaways that were just, Nothing. They were just straightaways because um, they couldn't even move dirt around and, and equipment. They told me it was like 12 inches deep of just saturated. Mm-hmm. So I think the first motos to me weren't bang on great. But by the end of the night, I'm like, OK, it's rough enough. There's separation. You could pass enough. It's still I still feel like these aren't the passing is not as good as a regular supercross or regular motocross. But this had enough in the end to be salvageable. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was uh, thought it was cool uh, to watch, yeah. and, and um, yeah. I, so the lighting was bad. I was wondering about that, JT. Yeah, it was it was tough. Um, I would have I would have had a really hard time with it. I'm pretty sensitive to it, uh, and I'm sure everybody has different. You know, like some people probably didn't bother them all, but I, I know Hunter was really struggling with it. Um, I heard Jet mention it, and, and yeah, if you talk to everybody, they they would say something different. Uh, RJ in the post race show mentioned it specifically. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't see, like I was scared to go really fast because I couldn't see where I was going. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, I, I have never raced a speedway race where it didn't have that type of feel to it in some sort of, you know, level of difficulty. 
Well, um, the Lawrence brothers were uh, were much better this weekend in uh, in both taking the win. Um, we what happened with Jet and Kenny there? Um, he said on the podium he went big brain, but nothing actually changed, and that was weird. <laughs> yeah, I I uh, got confused myself. I, I, I did too. I yeah, I did yes, too. Yes, <laughs> I, I guess I got this wrong. I mean, obviously, show like RC and I were so confused in the moment and then jet even said like i'm sure this is going to surprise him in the booth and then what i thought he was implying was i was trying to change the overall to get roxon into second and move chase back to third overall to gain more points i thought that's what he said but well, i don't think it actually it would have if we went by 25 22 20 but yes but we it, don't score it that way so it, yeah it did it didn't make a difference roxon was going to get second overall regardless whether he got second or first in that moto. Um, so it didn't matter there. But now I'm not even sure that that's what Jet was saying. I, what do you think, JT? What do you think he was trying to do? What do you think his intention was? Um, man, my, my explanation is pretty complicated. Um, I think that the pace was really high, right? Remember, they pulled away from Chase Sexton like big time, right? Yeah. Like they checked out on him. 19 and seconds think, at one point. Yep, yep. I think Jet was definitely feeling like pressure. Like he was like, man, we're, we're really pushing the pace here. I think he started to realize that he didn't need to beat Kenny to win the overall. Mm -hmm. And even though he didn't want to, I think he made the decision. Like, I'm just going to let this guy go by. Like, I don't, I don't feel comfortable at this pace. Like, I, okay. Could he still go that fast? I think so. Yes. Like, I don't want it to want it to seem like he couldn't go that fast, but I think the risk factor was going up for him. And once he realized, like, I can win the overall, it's not going to change anything. I'm just going to let him go by because I don't feel very comfortable here. Because otherwise, he would just he would have just done the same thing he did to Chase all summer otherwise, right? He would just manage the race, kept him behind him. There's only, like, two laps left, you know, three laps left, something like that. But, okay, so, so I, I'm kind of with you. So when he does that, come, yep. come in and be like, hey, I knew I had the overall, and, man, Kenny was riding really good. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You're right. And I think, I think when he's 25, he will. Um, I think it was, he's young. Yeah. He's never been in that spot before. He's never had this type of pressure on him. Like he's never been in this supercross, super motocross championship against these guys under this spotlight. And I know he was feeling the pressure, like to go undefeated. He's, he's never had this level of pressure on him before. So I think some unexpected decision-making from a person that's really young and going through things for the first time isn't that unbelievable to, to see happen, right? I think he believes personally that every time he goes out on the racetrack, he's supposed to win. And if he doesn't, he feels like he's letting himself down, his team down, somebody down. So in that moment, it was like a way to explain away why he did what he did. I would just say, hey, it's okay. Like yeah. you don't have you don't have to. Like did, I think the best course of action there, and and I'm a hundred percent projecting what I think happened onto this. But I think if he comes off and says exactly where you're going, like, hey man, Kenny was riding really well. I didn't need to push the pace on a sketchy track like that in that in that moment. So I just said, no problem. Go ahead. You you got it right. Like I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna yeah. take the high road here and back out of it. Go ahead. Kenny, you're, you were pushing me. You're the only person to stay with me at this pace. And I don't want to take a chance here because crashing, trying to stay in front of Kenny 
would be catastrophic, right? Like a big crash there. You- um, and I think I think he would win the fans over. I think he would have given Kenny the respect he deserved in that moment. And I think everybody would have been like, yeah, like, good job. Like, way to do the smart thing. And you don't have to win every time you touch your motorcycle. Uh, but instead, now he's got a lot of angry people at him. And I don't know if that's fair or not fair. And that's not my job to decide. Well, who's angry? Uh, what do you I mean? Like, what do you mean angry? Like, who do you... Right, Kenny's angry. Fans are angry. Um, okay. Yeah, there are lots of angry people. Not me. I don't care. Like, I'm yeah. there. If you go on social media, you'll find anger well, really yeah. quickly. Well, of course. But, uh, Weege, well, do you. Kenny. Like, Kenny. Kenny's post. He's not, he's not happy. Weege, so... do you. Do, oh, sorry. Do you. Weege, do you, do you agree with that? Or do you think he really was trying any mixed up, mix, mixed up math or mixed up facts? Yeah, I was 100% going with the mixed up math facts. And and that's just because I was just operating under the <laughs> right. under the he just went twenty two and zero like I just saw how relentless he was to never give up the lead yeah so I just didn't think that all of a sudden he'd be like this is too much I can't handle this pace this is too dangerous I'm like I just saw him not do that twenty two times in a row yeah. and yeah. I understand it's a little different when a perfect season's on the line and you're of course never gonna wave anybody by and you but I yeah. mean I saw him willing to do things to win races even with a title in hand. Didn't need to win every moto, but decided to. So, at least in the moment, I couldn't imagine that he was all of a sudden with a 180 degrees different strategy than we saw for the last four months. So, I just thought it was the math thing. So, I was actually quite surprised today to see the Roxon reaction that JT's talking about here on social, where Roxon did not seem happy. Like, I don't want your gifts. I don't need your gifts, I, I think is what Roxon was trying to say. Um, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, and um, I mean Kennedy's a champion, right? Like yeah. he doesn't. I don't think he feels like Jet needs to give him anything. Like they're competitors. Kenny's a world class, one of the best that's ever done it type guy. Like I don't think he wants to be have to be given anything or you know like a mercy win. Like I don't yeah. think that's how he wants to go about it at all. I, I, I could, I, yeah, he's he's not stoked. <laughs> he's not stoked. No, uh, no. Um, um, and, and like, yeah, yeah, like I, I don't. Yeah, it's 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 bizarre. Yeah, I, 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 I want to qualify this by saying I could be a hundred percent wrong, right? Like, of course, well, no, we, my, we are. Yeah, we're... no, I'm, but I'm like, Jet's going to hear about this. His family, Dazzy's on too. Dazzy's his, online. Well, his too. fans, yeah, all his fans. Like, I'm just saying how I saw it. If I'm wrong, and they tell me I'm wrong, so be it. Like, I'm I'm cool with that. I will go with whatever. But that's that's just what I saw in the moment, and that's in hindsight what I think happened. Well, I could a hundred percent be off. The the math is wrong as we know nothing changed yeah, yeah, and and yeah. but let's say he did make a mistake and think of 25 22 20 then he's giving a spot away to of a honda rider right so that's weird and not that cool and like the most logical explanation is that yeah he just didn't need to go that fast and nothing changed if you let kenny buy that's the most logical explanation yeah so i I've also been told by people that would know that, you know, and, and I think we saw it on Friday, like Jet wants to win above all else, right? So it, it's really hard for me to think that just in some sort of strategic move for points that he was just, you know what? I'm going to slow, like, it's like Top Gun. Like, I'm going to hit the brakes and let him, go, let him go by. And everybody else is like, you're going to do what? Like, I just can't see him doing that because this kid wants to win above all else, like winning – I think he he wants like no matter what, right? And I the only way I could see him doing that 
is if he was in a place where he's like, I need to check up here. Like, I'm just not in a good place in this moto right now. And it doesn't matter, right? That's the whole thing is it doesn't matter for the big picture if I let him go by. I just can't see him relenting in any other scenario. That's so weird, though. I that w- I had the exact opposite thought. I'm like, the only reason I could see him not wanting to win, he wants to win so bad, that the only reason I could conceive him choosing not to win is if there was some mathematical points gain that he was able to engineer in his mind and mm-hmm. say like, hey, I've thought of one scenario. I just went 22-0, but I've just come up with a scenario where winning would actually be worse than to not win the moto to benefit myself in points. So that's why I believed the math thing. And what it convinced me, it's even harder to figure out, as we've talked about at every podcast with Jet, you can never gauge how much pressure he's actually under. Yeah. Sometimes he's got a second, like Kenny gets to a second and a half on him, and we never know what does a second and a half mean. We never know. Is this Jet like, I'm good here? Or, oh my God, he's really pushing me? We never know. So that makes it even harder to figure out, was Roxon really pushing him to the limit or not? With Jet, it's so hard to detect always. Yeah. So the only the only thing I, the only pushback I would give you on that Weege is mm-hmm. I can't imagine that he just concocted this plan in the middle of a moto like halfway <laughs> like concocted this like the speeds yes. they're going right so like if that was something if that if the points worked that way and this was a strategic move that actually worked and they concocted it and enge- engineered it during the week and like, yeah hey, like this say he, comes up. he fears Sexton more than rocks and so he's like hey I'm gonna yeah, put like, points hey here. if you have a chance to do this yeah. let's do it then I would be on your like I would I would be like yeah that makes sense like I, I could get it but I can't like because if they had thought this through during the week they'd be like that's not gonna work don't do that the points don't matter like forget you know that's not a plan that's gonna ever work I just can't like the, the intensity and the concentration and the things that are happening when they're pushing like that, like I just can't imagine he's got time to like be calculating numbers. And, you know what? If I do this and I let him by and then this and that, and I'm, like I, I don't, I don't. Know. It's it's hard for me to think that was what went on. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're right, JT, that's a huge uh, sign. And I said this in the weed show because what this means is that Roxon's threat is super legit. Like, if your theory is correct that um, just like, man, I might be able to hold on to this, but I might not, then that means that Roxon's that legit, like a scary level. I don't know if I can beat him and hold him off of these next two laps. I'm going to have to take some risks to do it. That means a lot. Yeah, I, and I think Kenny deserves that. Look what they did to everybody else. Like, they they were flying that moto. Like, I don't, you know, Chase didn't want to just Ken- get left behind. I mean, you know? Kenny was. Like, everybody got smoked. Yeah, Kenny was, you know, kind of, getting gapped a little bit and then reeled him in, found lines or whatever. So it was really impressive yep. Kenny's second half of the race, like whatever he found. He's actually coming on the Pulp Show tomorrow night, so I do want to get more into it with him on, like, what would you find or what what got you into this groove? You know, he he, ta- he, he told me some suspension stuff really helped before the, before the second main in general. But when you look at his lap times, the second half of that, of the second main, he – he really pulled it together. So um, that's impressive for sure. And, you know, instead of us talking about Jet winning, we're kind of breaking down what the hell happened. So it, it yeah, also we, – lo- And we may never know. Yeah. Like, we may never truly know. You know, that's the, the crappy yeah. part of it, I guess. Well, maybe his brain's just bigger than ours. I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> Yeah, he said I, had a, I, he had a big brain I moment. Know, <laughs> I know. And you can't say that when it, when your strategy wasn't accurate. Um <laughs> But I, I really do, in the end, just chalk it up to him 
being young and going through these scenarios for the first time. Maybe I really it's, do. Maybe it's something to do with points because remember at Bud's Creek when he was an amateur, he pulled off uh, when he didn't have to. Maybe it's yeah, just a points thing. Yeah. Yeah, Bud's, right, Bud's right. Creek, yeah. Maybe it's just a points thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. But, I mean, b- regardless of all this, yeah, Weege, um, you know, I thought Sexton would have a little uh, more for these guys and and – yeah, he really didn't. He rode well. Um, you know, uh, tech, uh, actually, we'll, we'll get to AP in a second. But uh, really, we all three of these guys. Um, well, I guess Rox and, and Lawrence rode really well, and Chase was probably a little pissed at that second moto. But you know, it was impressive by all of these guys. I thought they were they were they were good, all of them. Uh, yeah, um, I do think you know if you're Sexton and you get to make a statement, so to speak, last week. Uh, and this is not Supercross for sure, this particular track, but, you know, I, I think that was his salvo of, like, this is not going to be a one-sided rivalry. Like, I'm going to win more races. Like, not just one. It wasn't a one-shot deal. Like, I've been saying all along I can beat Jet Lawrence, and he comes into what's obviously a home race. Um, to see him get beat, you know, by that much, I'm sure that wasn't the plan. Now, he did say that they were just chasing it with the bike all day. Uh, pardon the pun, and they never got it right. So it's just one race. Yeah. But um, I do feel like I'm sure the hope leading leaving. Sh- I would think like let's do this again. Let's shut this guy mm-hmm. down. Not let's just hold serve and uh, settle for a distant third next weekend. Yeah. You know, Kenny led a lot of that second moto last week, and then of course he wins this one. And he was catching jet, anyways. And yeah, I think it just it kind of goes to what I was saying last week at our live show where we were all on Friday night at 10 cycles, uh, where Weege was not there. We were all like Ken Roxon, like he'll just come in and tell us all, Oh yeah, he's a really good rider. And yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, can you do it in 17 rounds and you know, the, all the ups and downs of 17 races in 18 weeks and all of that. I don't know, but yeah, like Roxon's amazing. He's, he's when he's on and when he's feeling it and comfy, you know, well, I think the versatility, yeah. the versatility, when I, I was thinking about this, remember when Team USA absolutely got destroyed at Lommel Donations in 2012? Yeah. Like, uh, Chuck Sun didn't help, but in no, the that, end it was... That was on Saturday. He was fine. Okay. Either way, it was a disastrous weekend all around mm-hmm. for Team USA. Yeah. What was startling about that weekend was that Roxon was also there and was just as good as he normally is on that insane sand track that no one else that races in America could wrap their head around at all. Like, because Roxon grew up there and raced GPs and won an MX2 title, it's like, oh, I got to ride the bottomless Lommel sand track? I can do that. Yeah. Anaheim 1, Monster Cup, hybrid track, Southwick, <laughs> Unadilla, sure, yeah. Mud Race, right, right. Hard Pat. I, I, he can do any of it, <laughs> and he can point. pick it right up instantly. So I do yeah. feel like these races, he might be the most versatile guy of all, which, you know, yeah. Someone once said that he was incapable of winning a 17-round Supercross championship. He was incapable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe a three-round, we don't know what we're dealing with until we actually get on the track series, is yeah. perfect for him. Yeah, perfectly weirdo tracks and series. Maybe he wins. Yeah. Um, should we should we get him into Erzberg then? Yeah. Um, no, he's <laughs> just – he's just. I feel like we forget what a phenomenal talent he is, and sometimes we need to remember that, you know? Um, I mean, yeah. he, he, I watched him at Lomo catch and beat uh, JT's hero – Jeffrey Hurlings, one time, you know, I I just, I saw it with my own eyes. (laughs) I saw it with my own eyes. Um, So yeah, no, great, great race. You know what would be really weird for this SMX series next week, JT, is we go to a Supercross, more of a traditional Monster Cup Supercross at the Coliseum, right? Um, And Sexton just goes 1-1. 
And we're like, that's wait, what, uh, there, like, there was a there was a person I talked to this weekend mm-hmm. that said that's exactly what's going to. That would be bizarre. Uh, they will go. They yeah. will go nameless. Yeah. But they said he laid up, and he knows that the bike's going to be better in that sort of situation. Yeah. He doesn't like the way the bike handles and the type of track that this was. So was he going to do anything dumb? Because he knows all he has to do is win LA. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Right. Because of the way the points are. And, and, and it'll be. And then we're like, wait, on a super cross track, is Chase Sexton better? Like you, you know, all of that. Yeah. It's it. That'll yep. be that'll be wild if he does that next week. But that has, that's been floated out there. Right. That's that's uh that's something that yeah. people, you know, I, I don't I don't necessarily know if that's gonna happen. Like my, yeah, my yeah. question back to that was that was a pretty tough beat. Like he got beat pretty bad. So mentally can he just he just bounces back and like, no, no problem, I'll win next weekend. It's fine. Like I maybe, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean uh, he won he he won handily in Charlotte, so maybe that's where a lot of that confidence comes from. But to me, like that's taking your chances. I mean, you're you're always one <laughs> in a one. You're one first turns crash bad start away from none of that mattering. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a little that's a little dangerous. Yeah, yeah, I know. Probably uh, you're definitely playing a tight angle there, right? Like you you got to absolutely nail it if that's the plan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the end, anything you could do. Like you're not making up. No, no, of course. Yeah, you're not yeah, making up 19 trying. seconds. Yeah. No, I think he was trying at the beginning, yes. right? Like yeah. he went into yes. it going, "I'm going to go win," and if you yep. can't, then fall back to that plan. You know, right. of like we'll just we'll just win it in the the next weekend. I got a, a text from someone that would know that said both Sexton and Lawrence uh, settings were more moto than Supercross suspension settings. Yep. Okay. So. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, AP ninth in uh, after lap one in Moto Two, and by the end he's all over Sexton. Good job, AP. Good ride. Had the fastest lap of Moto One of anybody. Oh, also. did he really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. He was ripping. Um, and you know what? It's so hard to take anything out of these. Like these tracks are so different. Like maybe this track is just awesome for him. Mm-hmm. I know there was some theory like, ah, he's on Team USA. He wants to show everybody. Maybe that's it. But I just think so much of these up and down results is everyone's completely guessing. They're all, you know, the openers of every series are weirdo. It's almost like we're going to get three straight openers. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Everybody's coming in, not sure where their bike's at, not sure how they feel, guessing all weekend. Some of them are going to guess right. Some of them are going to guess wrong. And by the time they figure it out, we're moving on to the next totally different. Yeah, good job for AP. Uh, I feel like that, you know, uh, JT, that Terrell Owens uh, thing where he was crying about Tony Romo, that's my that's our quarterback. That's my quarterback. Remember? Yep, I did. It's going to be like – a Team USA fan crying at Aaron Plessinger. That's, oh, yeah. that's our number one rider right there. <laughs> I do think he got a little lift from it. Um, I think he's I think he's a little fired up about them being, you know, like counted out already. Like they haven't even boarded a plane yet, and everybody's like, well, this isn't going to work. You know, like I, I don't think that's going over very well with them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think he's getting a little, little motivation from that. Yeah. Doesn't mean I, I'm not saying that's why he rode so well, but I think there is a little bit to it. Uh, good job for AP. Dylan Ferrandez, not happy about a TV set up outside his motorhome, but 6'5 on the on the day. Did you guys see that? Wait, what? Yeah, he's social. Yeah, they're a, well, they're playing a movie. Yeah. The movie on oh, Friday night. Oh, Brothers, oh on Friday Brothers night? Brothers yeah. 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 Oh, this is very... He's very angry. How do you know this? Yeah. What? So he's put it on Instagram. He said, seriously, Super Motocross, seriously, two hours of this. It was a movie, so yeah, it's about two hours. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. very, very, very unhappy. 
Jeez, disrespect to the Blues Brothers, man. Um, from Joliet too. Jake and Elwood yeah, yeah, from Joliet. Local. Yeah. Um, Joliet. Barsha four ten went down in the moto second moto, but yeah, Barsha was was better than he was in uh, Charlotte for sure. Um, yeah, typically feisty, definitely feisty. Phil, what about oh, our God. guy Phil? <laughs> what about what happened Phil? In the second moto, he, what, did he I fall think or he, he I think he, I think he, like he just blew himself up. I think I haven't yeah. talked to him, but no, I saw him at the airport. Yes, that has been confirmed. Right. He said the first three. He says the first. It was lap mental. He, it, it was mental. It was mental. Yeah, he said. <laughs> he said on the first lap, he did not hit a single line that he had on the parade lap, like where he planned on going. It was just coming at him so fast that he missed every single line. <laughs> Yeah, and then he said it took three laps to even figure out what the hell was even going on. Oh, that's great. Um, Cooper, Unbelievable rides, though. Like, Cooper Webb you know, being unable to great. get Cooper Webb being unable to get him. Absolutely, yes. just made my my social media night. Absolutely, yep. <laughs> just what do you think Coop was thinking? Like, oh, I did read in a Yamaha PR. Now we'll get to Webb, but uh, he said he was sick all day and wasn't fit, was feeling crappy. It, that must be a direct quote because that's exactly how Webb would say it. But regardless, I mean, even when Phil would get packed for these guys, like two laps that go by, and you're like, look at that, Phil's still hanging in there. He, is there an SMX only contract? Will someone give him one? <laughs> Specialist. Yeah, like he's just, you know, he's got to go to the LCQ again, though. I'm sure he'll be really happy about that. Yeah. Uh, that's JT's afternoon delight. Weekly interview yeah. of Phil. Yeah. On the podium in the LCQ, and I, and I said, "Nice, <laughs> nice job swearing on the broadcast." And he yep, said, "He, he said, an F-bomb. he said, shit isn't even a swear." And I'm like, "Oh, oh I, I, no, I, yeah, I think it is." The FCC would like a word. Oh, <laughs> uh, our like it's it's just great. Like we've obviously he's our all of our friend, and you know the whole pits like loves him, and so like just Instagram and social Twitter and everything, just absolutely loving this. I can't believe how upset he is. He knows the rules. Like, what, what did he? Like, he's just going to continue this complaining? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. yeah, 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 oh, yeah. He absolutely. <laughs> um, we die out. Huge. He had a huge piece of snot on his face <laughs> during did. the interview too. Yeah, he and did. I wanted to tell him, but I'm like, no, no, I don't want to tell him. This would be better if I don't tell him. So I just left. I just left. It. <laughs> It's uh yeah, it was it was something else, man. Our guy. <laughs> Steve, you texted in one of the group threads that uh Phil's on. We finally found our niche. Yeah, yeah. It, t- it took a long time. Thirty four <laughs> years old. But we found where we're good. We're good at SMX. We're weirdo oh, races, um, you know. <laughs> all of that. God, I wanted I wanted a camera on uh Mike Bonacci, who is the the PR man for the Muckoff Club MX FXR team. When he when Phil was winning that second moto, oh, I I would have paid so much money to have a camera on Mike, and the, his face would have told the entire story, and it well deserved. I mean, he no one works harder to tell you know people about their team than Mike Bonacci, but oh man, he had to just be losing it. Uh, oh yeah, we, this we, is the man who we had the video of him jumping up and down on the bike stand when March Banks got. It was a moto podium. <laughs> and, um, uh, Mount Morris. Mount yeah. Morris. And, uh, Steve, what we had a press conference Friday morning, and the teams were supposed to bring bikes over there on mm-hmm. display. Yeah. 
Uh, out of the riders that were in the top 10, that were in the press conference, can you guess which motorcycle was there front and center first, <laughs> the first one to report for duty? Yeah, yeah. Well, it but was not, March Banks' bike, right. and we're like, ah, but Atchie's on it. Who, who asked in the press conference who's going to win? Like, what, what? A fan. A fan. Oh, that's what we do? We just let fans ask questions like that? Okay, cool. Yep, right on. That is, uh, that's a new thing. Yep. Okay, all right. Who's going to win? Yep. Like, uh, um. Uh, that was a big, uh, you know, I, I don't lean into any of that stuff. I've said it, I've hosted a million of these press conferences. I'll just answer this for the millionth time. People who don't ask questions, industry people who don't have the balls to ask questions are constantly telling me, why don't we have the balls to ask tough questions in these? And I'm like, go ahead. There's a mic. Go ahead. Ask it. If you think it's so easy. Mm-hmm. And then fans obviously think it's boring. Too. And I'm like, here's what you got to understand. The number one job in these press conferences for these riders is to not add more pressure. Do not say anything that will come back to haunt you. Don't put bulletin board material for your competition. Okay, here's the thing. Nobody raised their hand except Jet. Well, if any of them had raised their hand, they would now have fans coming at them right now saying, oh, you raised your hand on Friday, but you didn't win. Only one guy can win. So their goal always is to not talk trash and not have something that two days later is going to come back yeah. in their face, yeah. that's all they're doing. That doesn't mean that Chase Sexton did not think he could no, win. It's... He's just like, I'm not saying Right, yeah. But, my gosh, the amount of combos that I heard people saying on Saturday, like, look at Jet, man. He already owns these guys mentally. Oh, He's the only one that had the guts to raise his hand. And I'm like, that doesn't mean that. <laughs> He's just the only one that's enough of a showman to say, ah, I'm going to raise my hand. Yeah. It'll be funny. What's... Sexton knows, like, if I raise my hand and I do get second, yeah, all my comments are going to be, no, no, oh, you thought you were That's what so I mean. Good. You don't want to put these guys in that position. It's like, you know. No. Uh, when he did the- win, though. He did win. <laughs> he did. Maybe maybe that was, so, maybe it was all true. Maybe yeah. the race yep. was won right there. Uh, I, I'm, I'm fine with being cocky if you're going to back it up. We, um, they just know it's sports, and it's really, really hard to do that. So absolutely. the reason I'm going on a rant on this is when people say, why don't we ask these questions? I'm like, you don't get anywhere. You you just make it awkward for them. They're not going to give you the gold that you think you're going to get. Uh, I had one person who said, hey, I want you should ask them, who are your top two competitors this year and give me their strengths and weaknesses? And I'm like, they won't answer that question. They will not. Yeah. <laughs> Ken Rossi, they're not going to go on a list of 10 names. Yes, they're not going to be like. Actually, of the twelve guys that are here, these eight, write them off. They're not good. There's only two of them about. And here's why this guy ain't going to beat me. Here's his weakness. Yeah, I'm like, they yeah, won't yeah. answer those questions. Dumbest. Thing. Good on Jet for raising his hand, but it didn't indicate. Okay, he did win. Yes, but I, I don't take that as like a mind game. Uh, you can see these guys are afraid. They don't even. They, they don't even believe in themselves. I'm like, they do. Sure, behind the scenes, Chase Sexton's like, yeah, I'm going to win. I'm just not raising my hand in front of the audience because what if I don't? Well, Cooper Webb got seventh and Phil got eighth and Phil beat him in a moto. That's what I know. And Phil qualified 20th, finished eighth. He beat Jason Anderson. He beat Colt Nichols. <laughs> Our guy. Our guy. Is, is, is he making a mistake going to 250 Supercross next year? Uh, I am wondering. I am wondering. Is he, is he a 450 title contender? Is he contender? a 450 title guy? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Is he a title contender? Discuss. <laughs> Did Yamaha make the mistake of signing Webb? Yeah. <laughs> Discuss. Should they have signed Phil? 
did they screw up in signing <laughs> Cooper Webb and overlook a man who was on blue already? <laughs> oh, Imagine what he could do if he had Webb's bike. Yeah, it's just great. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Anderson, uh, what happened to the first one? Oh, first turn, right? First turn? No. Yeah. Uh, first lap? I don't know if it's first. Was it first turn? I think it was first turn. Okay. Oh, by the way, too, when Barsha picked his that. when his Barsha picked his bike up, he like sent it into Anderson. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he meant to. <laughs> no, of course not. No, no, no. But I was just like, oh boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anderson was the fastest in the second session, so I kind of expected a good night from him. Yep. And we did not get that. We didn't get a good night from Addison Cirillo either. By the way, he had. I, I I'm gonna assume, he, he when he came over the finish line. He, he always ran me over because I was headed off to the track to do a, a video. Mm -hmm. And he rode about 100 yards past the finish line with no hands on the bars. Mm. So I'm guessing he had arm pump. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that as right. my guess that he had yeah. arm pump. Yeah. Not great. Uh, March Banks qualified fourth in 10-11 because, yeah, he didn't really get starts. Shocking. Yeah. yeah. Col Colt Nichols wasn't bad. Master Pool. Uh, Master Pool starts weren't as good this time as they were in Charlotte, but – yeah, he's going to make himself a lot of money by uh, sticking this thing out and get his appendix moved, removed later. I didn't know you could do that, you know, but, yeah, you get, I guess you can. Uh, Freddie Norn, Dean Wilson. Dean went fifth. Dean was higher. I had him in fantasy, so I was paying attention. Uh, Dean was much higher in both motos. I think he either got tired or pumped up or something. He dropped back in both of them. Maybe he fell. I don't think so, though. Uh, Jeremy Hand was good all day, and then he got in and through the LCQ. So good job, Jeremy Hand. Yeah, I found out from his dad, as I mentioned on the broadcast, that uh, his during-the-week job is maintaining grave sites yeah. for their town. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know I didn't know that. Then uh, goes riding uh, after work. You don't listen to the Privateer and... podcast very often, then Privateer Island Pod. Yeah. Oh, you did put that in? Oh, yeah, he told, he told me all about it, and I said how creepy it was, and he was like, nah, not really. Yeah. yeah. It was a Supercross, I think you interviewed him, right? I did, yeah. 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 Uh, and now they're trying to decide, do we go to California or not? I feel like since he made the motos, they're probably going to go for it. Hardog had a bike malfunction, and then he almost died, JT, in practice. Carnell? Har Harlan. Where is it? Oh, Har Har oh Hardog. Yeah, sorry, I was like, what? Um, yeah, that double-double. Mm -hmm. He was in the air over the first when everything's fine land, and when he goes to accelerate in between something snapped. <laughs> luckily for him, it didn't walk. It just... Like like rolled like it was mm -hmm. went into neutral base. Yep. So he just rode off the second one like with no momentum, right? But you're expecting the bike to accelerate, so he naturally leans forward, right? So he's way over the front because he's expecting <laughs> you know like for those that don't ride, when the bike accelerates, you are you pull yourself forward because the bike's going to naturally pull you back, right? So that keeps you in the same spot. Well, if that bike doesn't accelerate and it doesn't pull you back, you naturally go forward because you're pulling yourself forward. So he's way over the front. His face is like on the front fender. He <laughs> noses into the second one, bounces off, somehow saves it, and I'm just like screaming in the press box. And then he rides over, gets off his bike, it just like falls off like dying. He's like, I can't believe I just didn't die. Like it was unbelievable yeah. that he didn't hurt himself. Yeah, you got a spare motor, and I guess – he has a spare motor, but then in our group chat, he said that was the spare motor that blew up. So I don't know what happened to the other motor. So he got another motor. He's now on. Th he got a third motor. Uh, somehow, our dog did. And uh, yeah, 
got it in there. You just needed to get some points, right? That was the biggest thing. Just yeah. Get some, just get some results on paper and yep. keep the keep the points, you know, your standings going. Uh, Chiz did not Chiz. He's got a knee injury. I don't know what's going on, but Chiz is riding this thing out. So I don't know. If yeah, he... I talked to him after for our post show. Yeah, the knee's a problem. Yep. Probably going to get not huge surgery, not like ACL or anything, but it needs a little work, I think. Yeah, he's he's struggling right now. Uh. McElrath didn't have a good day at all either. Um, and then the Hill brothers were uh, Justin Crash, you said, JT, in practice? Oh, yeah, big one, big one. That uh, You know that there was a right-hand corner that was super ruddy, and like it's where Sexton passed Barsha, and the first one was like a double. If you could get the double out of the corner and then double yeah. again, yep. that's he just sat into that. And I don't know why he sat into it so hard, because it had one of the nastiest ruts I'd seen of the weekend. And just immediately did a front flip. I mean, like, no chance of saving it. No, like, it was like, I, after I thought about it, I'm like, why were you, like, he sat into it like there was no chance he was going to crash, and he immediately went over the bars. And then, yeah, he never looked like he kind of recovered from that. I'm sure he's not feeling great. Yeah, both Hill brothers. The, the SMX is not. I don't know what was going on with Josh. Yeah. I'm not sure what was right. going on with Josh. Yeah, they were last and next to last, both mains the whole time. They I don't know. One guy beat the other one. I don't know how it worked, but yeah, yeah, not not good. But hey, yeah, they're in the mix, so they're going to get money anyways. I don't know if they're like twins, like they're for uh, mm-hmm. time you twins. One person gets hurt, the other one feels it. You can't ride well. Yeah. Or... Yep. Maybe here's the issue. I'm actually looking at the standings. Uh, Josh Hill is actually back to 23rd now. Jerry has oh. rallied ahead of him. There's, I think, 25 grand for 22nd, but that's it. There isn't. Many money for twenty third oh, points. Snap. Okay. I mean, they're per race, you know, but they're getting, you know, Josh is getting, they get last both weeks, so he's not getting a ton of that. Yeah, a couple of grand. Yeah, six uh, pa- six six points back. Yeah, yeah. Now this weekend's more super crossy, so maybe that works for him. I mean, mm-hmm. you never know with Jerry. I mean, you're dealing with Jerry. Yeah, like yep. Jerry could finish fifth this he's weekend. Fourth. Yep. Jerry could finish fifth. Wow. Big or he could weekend though. So remember that triple points. So yeah, he's yeah, gonna. He could, Things should shift quickly. If he gets yes. in, he'll pass Tomac. So, oh, that's right. Yep. They could both knock Tomac out. Yep. And uh, good point. And then Eli just so- Eli just standing by the TV. No, <laughs> <laughs> twenty five grand. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I have a okay. feeling people are going to complain. It looks like Tomac's not going to make it. They'll probably with the triple points definitely bump him out, and mm-hmm. he won't make any money. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure if he did, people would complain. But to me, I mean, Savachi ended up 20th in Supercross, right? Isn't that what happened? I don't know what he ended up. No, I'm not sure. But Well, I think he was in the top 20, though. Like, he got some bonus money, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Series bonus. He only raised half the races. I'm just like, the math is the math. Like, yeah. Tomac earned these points. These points net out to this. You can't start putting rules in the rule book to a certain level of injury or a certain amount of, like, points yeah. or points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think... When we're all done this SMX series, it'll be interesting to talk to you two guys about you know what worked, what didn't work, what they should change, blah blah blah. Because I I have a feeling there's going to be some things that they, they change for oh yeah twenty. Yeah. There's going to be some tweaks. Yeah. I don't think it's been. I mean, really, if you look at the top end, if you said last October when they announced this at the Coliseum that we will have a Roxon Sexton Lawrence winner take all basically wins the title, Shimoda Deegan Hunter Lawrence winner take all takes the title going to L.A. They'd be like, oh, my God, we nailed it. Like, we couldn't have nailed this better. Yep, yep. But some of these other details, who gets in, who decided to race, not race, all yeah, those little yeah, things, yep. 
was, yeah, there'll be some tweaks, I'm sure. Absolutely. Uh, okay, that's 450 class. Anything else? 450 wise? Anything? Anything else? No, who, who, uh, do we get some title predictions? Who wins this thing? Jet Lawrence. Okay. Weech? I go Jet too. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it too. I just feel like he's proven himself under pressure, and uh, that's what this is going to be. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think that'll that'll work that way. But yeah, it'll be interesting. I do think see. it'll be close, though. I don't think it'll be like this. What happened this weekend? I think it'll be a race. I do. Well, if Sexton Camp, and this is a very logical argument. I mean, you're going to say this is going to be more like Charlotte, and we were the best guy in Charlotte. So yeah, but I I think I think Charlotte was a big time outlier for Jet. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I Jet did weird things there, like that was not normal Jet. So um, I, I think we'll see a different whether or not Chase wins or not. That's not exactly what I'm arguing. I just don't think it'll be Charlotte all over again. Uh, thank you, to the folks at, uh, of course, Renthal and Maxis off the top. Fly Racing at Fly Racing USA on social media. You look at Fly Racing; they are supporting R.J. Hampshire. Motocross donations. JT, that's a big deal for you guys to have a fly guy on Team USA. Hasn't happened since Zacco, so that's awesome. Yep. Yep. Uh, did it ever happen before Zacco or no? No, I don't think so. He's probably the first. And then. Uh, not US right. that I know of. Uh, Canard. Short, no, Shorty. Oh, Canard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, yeah. Andrew Short in 2010. Canard 2010. Yeah, you had two uh, thirds yeah, of the team. We had two. 2010. Yeah. yeah. Damn, yeah, I forgot I'm an about idiot. That. Just disregard all oh, mine. I didn't ask it about it either. So I didn't work there then, so it was different. I, to be honest, it was completely different then because I didn't really care as much. Um, I would, you know, yeah, uh, different deal. Right. All right. Well, Fly Racing USA uh, Formula S helmet. Uh, please check it out. It's a helmet with a brain, like I said off the top. Really, really great stuff from those guys. Uh, thank you to the folks at motorsport.com, of course. If you got a secret street bike like JT, you uh, have a UTV, you have an e-bike, you have a dirt bike, uh, you can uh, order through motorsport.com. they got great prices. they got a dedicated team of gearheads there to help you out. Free shipping on everything over $79. Uh, the number one online motorcycling uh, parts ordering place in the world, motorsport.com. They also uh, they supported the Nationals with a YZ250 giveaway. Uh, also, go through the banner if you can on Pulpamex to help us out. Just click on the banner. takes you to motorsport. Place your order, and that helps us out And because the, the salaries that I pay Weege and JT are – Simply outrageous, and I need to, you know, I need some money to do that. So thank you to those guys uh, for coming on board. Koba Links as well, K O U B A Links Lowering suspension link on everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. So if you have a, uh, if you're shorter of stature, you have a wife or girlfriend that likes to ride, and they want to have a bit more confidence on a on a dirt bike. Koba Links. Use the code Pulpamex for free shipping and a discount from KobaLinks.com. We each Onyx. Onyx Maps has got 600,000 miles of trails mapped out on public and private land used by some friends of ours who aren't even told to use Onyx Maps. They just actually like it, like uh, J.D. Beach, who races flat track, and then Yamaha gave him a fill-in ride in Moto America, and he put it on the podium in the top class. And for fun, this is Onyx Maps to know where to go, not because they told them, just because if you ride a mountain bike or you trail ride or you hike or you're a hunter, anything like that, you really want to check it out. So go to onxmaps.com and onx offroad, the letter X in the app store. Uh, breaking news, Grant Harlan says, I'm about to retire after that. Absolutely awful oh. riding for me the last two weekends. <laughs> okay, so Harlan's may retire, everybody. But he's actually just going to make so much money, he might be able to. That's, that's just, what I would answer with. He's just going to quit. He's not going to retire. Um, I, was, I was kidding. I know. Yeah. No, no. Sure. I know. I'm just t- talking about him. Uh, I did like RJ Hampshire's tweet, too, by the way, SMX, and it was just a red lower back of a skeleton. 
So just like your back just gets jacked from SMX. So I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Kawasaki, the uh, big things from Kawasaki this Friday, Weege, are you going? Yeah, I will. Uh, JT and I, I believe we are not doing a live show for the fans uh, for the Super Motocross this weekend. So, yeah, I guess I'll just be there the whole the Cowie, Cowie event. Yeah, Cowie's, Cowie's doing something special. Um, yep. I got a lunchbox from them and a couple of tickets, so looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, I think there are a couple different things that they're – some old, some new is what I'm going to say. Yeah, uh, yeah. Coming this weekend now, from Cowie. are you yep. hosting this thing? No, I believe Davey Coombs is. Oh, wow. Okay. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I was – my plan was to do the typical, and I would roll in at the very last five minutes of the event, as you've seen me do many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, fly Racing Smart Formula Helmet launch, uh, what could have been the live show at Brighton Shop, and instead I rolled in five minutes before the end of my kids' baseball game. Um, pretty much any hangout ever. Yeah. I'll yeah. be the last one to arrive. The, the live show will be 10 minutes before we go on stage, any live show. Uh, remember that one year at Washougal where I was literally like running over pedestrians in the streets of Portland to get to the live show? And your great. shoes were just all full of dirt from the track still? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I went to a dirt bike track. I have dirt. I don't know why that bloat. Yeah. Well, JT and I, I also there, and we changed shoes. So, yeah. Ain't got time for that. Okay. Anyways, here's where the uh, <laughs> SR450 read comes in. Yep. So if you're uh, if you're wanting to get a little bit of a head start on building a, a better bike for yourself, or you just don't know anything about it. Like myself, I'll take myself, for example, I suck at mechanics. I wouldn't know how to put anything together. And if I was like Weege and don't understand how to get mechanic friends to help me, I would need to go buy a Kawasaki SR450. Think about what the pros all ride. It's a throwback kind of idea to when there were works bikes. And that's what all these bikes were called. James Stewart, Mike Kondrowski, Michael Rocco, all these guys, uh, even Jeff Ward. Kawasaki 450 SR is for special racer and it comes with all kinds of cool stuff. That's the best part. A kit suspension, uh, modified engine, pro circuit exhaust, uh, extra clamps, all the things you would go and put on yourself. Or if you talk to anybody that knows anything about, they would tell you to put this. You can just go get it right out of the crate, right from your local Kawasaki dealer. It's a really cool project. A lot of these uh, OEMs are doing this. I think it's a great thing. Uh, but yeah, like Chris Keeper says, this is the best one. So go get yourself. A Kawasaki 450SR today. Yeah, it should be cool to see what they do this weekend in the Coliseum. Um, okay. Uh, hey, before we get to 250 class, uh, Super Minis? Oh, boy. No. Oh, boy. <laughs> it oh reminded, boy. Me, it reminded <laughs> me of that first U.S. Open. Do you guys remember that? The first U.S. Open? Yeah. Uh, it was just a, yeah, Jeff Valesi. Oh, yeah. Jeff Valesi uh, yeah. broke both his heels or ankles or whatever. Uh, yeah, uh, Vincent Way, uh, this GNCC kid, uh, somebody else, just, I'm sure there was... It was some, all going so well until it didn't. Yeah, I'm sure they didn't show everything on TV. I, I, I don't know, like, yeah, we may have to rethink that Super Mini part well, of it. What kid got hurt on the parade lap? Really? I don't, know if they, I don't think they showed that. Yeah. yeah. One kid got hurt on the parade lap that they, they held the start for a while, and then the Vincent Way, which is, you know, Nick's all our buddies, right? Um, that sucked. That was that actually really scared me. And then, yeah, the uh, Canyon Richards one at the end. Uh, thankfully, they're all fine. Like, then yeah. he got up and kept riding, right? Um, but it, there were some scary moments there, no question about it. Yeah, you know, it really came down to it. it isn't it odd that the 65s didn't have any problems uh, last week on a track that had yep. steeper rhythms? It is one of the things, like, you know, when I 
my kid did the KTM Juniors this year, as you guys know, and there's really no danger there because the bikes are so small, you really can't even get carried away. You know, the 65s, one of the one or two of them did jump the triple, and the finish line was big. But otherwise, that rhythm lane, it didn't really matter. They were just doubling. Um, when I saw the kids trying to jump the finish line, which was really big here on Friday, I think they tried to make it a little better for them, but they don't really change much for these races. They make it for the pros. So it was freestyle. Like, they were just all pulling up straight up as high as they could go, and then once they knew they had it, stomp on the rear brake just to clear the finish. And obviously, as you could see, most of the time they got it down. But uh, yeah. Tanya Richards did not. That, <laughs> that kid's six foot tall. He, He's really yeah. tall. Yes. He, yes. I mean, you think about seat bouncing if you're that size and yeah. you're seat bouncing a, a 105 or, you know, whatever, and you're just like, yeah. the physics don't quite work out. Uh, trust me, I know this. Yeah, and a lot of people, I saw, I saw a few people commenting like, these kids are such sandbaggers. Why are you so big and sandbagging the super mini class? Well, you have to realize, and JT, I'm sure you went through this too, you know, you and your dad are planning your racing season out, you know, probably like November last year. Uh, you can't suddenly in July be like, wait, I got too tall. Let's go buy some Still waiting on mine. Still waiting well, on that for half a minute. You, you were good. You were good. <laughs> I'm going to stick you race 14, 15, 85. I raced an 80 until I was 16. Yeah, there you go. You were not you were not the schoolboy class at a 125 at 12. I, went pro, I was pro like six months later. No, no <laughs> joke. Uh, I just sent you guys a photo on our group text of me on an 80 my last year. Just, yeah. yeah. But it's the same thing. Like, Steve, that's the bike you had. Yeah, I was that big, If though. you grow, yeah. you're like, well, we got to wait till next year. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, yeah, yeah, that's how it works for a lot of these. I'm sure Kanye Richards was shorter in January so, than he is now. Just yeah. listen, I don't know this kid. He was down for multiple laps. When the winner won, he was still down being tended to by the medics. And then he raced today? GNCC? GNCC got third. Yep. Yep. This is okay? This is I fine? I think he was fine, though. Like, I think he was fine. Dude, he was... I was watching this closely. It was right in front It was right in front of me. Okay. And I don't, I don't know why they put him on a stretcher. Like, I, I'm sure it was out of an abundance of caution, which they should and always do. But I, I really think he was fine. They thought he wasn't fine, and once they figured out he was fine, everything was good. Okay. Like, I, I really think that's what happened. Like, uh, it, the optics were terrible. Yeah, well, he was multiple Absolutely laps terrible. laying there, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I understand. The optics were terrible, but I, I truly think he was okay. I do. Okay, well. Because I was watching him, like, I watched them carry him off. Yeah. Then they got off the track, and then it was like, all of a sudden, I, I saw him, like, leaving the area, and I'm like, uh, okay. So, like, I just think, <laughs> you know. Something triggered something like, okay, this kid's really hurt. We need to be really careful here. Mm -hmm. So they, they did what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And then at some point they realized, oh, nope, yeah. he's, he's okay. Imagine he might have said my neck hurts or I, I, who knows. I don't right. know. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and that, that's okay. I'd rather them do that than the opposite. Well, okay. Uh, yeah, super mini class. Eh. May have to think rethink that. So the kid on the Cowie. Uh, Wait, hold on. Steve what? doesn't like the amateur portion of this. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Absolutely shocked. No, no, it's 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 amazing. Uh the the kid on the Cowie, like so he was there was only two Cowies there. I'm guessing the KTMs are just better, Weege? Better bikes that Cowie's oh, behind. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um so, I, if so, you see a Cowie, uh or even a Yamaha I'd say, but if you see a Cowie, Team Green still tries. It's like a tell, like, ooh, this kid must be good. Because no one is voluntarily doing it unless you're enough on the radar for Cowie to be right. like, hey, we want to sign you. You're really good. Yes, you're going to have to ride our Mini. They've made a few updates here and there. They actually sell a 112. 
you know, an actual built around the displacement of the class. But from what I've heard talking to people, the Japanese just cannot wrap their heads around making mini bikes that cost as much as the KTMs. KTMs willing to roll out the, the creme de la creme motorcycle. Mm-hmm. They cost significantly more. And it's just an arms race that the Japanese don't want to get into. They'll do it for 250s and 450s. We've definitely seen them fight back. Yeah. But uh, they've just seeded that market. I, I just don't. And you're like, wait, people will pay how much for an 85 or a 65? Forget it. So this kid that won on the Cowie is good. Like, A, he's good anyways, and B, he's on a Cowie. Yeah. You, exactly. Yeah. Like, you're probably, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say for sure, but I'm pretty darn sure you're at a big disadvantage. Right, right. Um, and, yeah, he's really good. Shout out to Ryan Sipes, who uh, I guess is a, that's where uh, Wood rides at Sandbox, working with Sipes. So Sipes is pumped. Texted with him a little bit. Okay. And uh, so chalk up another, Sandbox, really got it going on right now. Yeah. Re-raceable is coming up with uh, Ryan Sipes also, everybody. Stay tuned. That's right. Yeah, we, yep. we just, just ignore so. ignore all the things that we said about the Kawasaki and just buy the 450SR. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Actually, that proves my point. That's what I'm saying. Like, in the 450, they are willing to go into the arms race. You want a factory edition? Well, we'll make a special racer. We're, we're going to keep pushing the envelope. They just don't do it in minis like KTM does. So that's why you that- see, yeah, two of them out there. And the other Cowie kid, by the way, also went with Richards and also raced GNCC uh, mm. this morning, but well, uh, the winner, I, yeah, he was good. I had a uh, I had a very lucrative sticker deal for with Vince Way, included a shout out on the podium, um, mm. and I was looking forward to to all of that. Mm. And uh, yep, disaster struck. So wow, uh, I didn't. And you can imagine I'd negotiate this with the father, and it took thirty minutes out of my life. So yeah. Um, all right, uh, Hunter Lawrence, he was back uh, like Jet, although probably worse than Jet last weekend. I mean, Jet at least rode that second moto really well. Uh, Hunter was no good in Charlotte at any point, uh, much better this one. And uh, sh- bummer for Schmoda, uh, really, really bummer for Joe Schmoda. Uh, the bike he had a bike issue in the second one, which sucks for sure. But, um, yeah, I guess who was more impressive, JT, Hunter, Hunter Lawrence or Joe? Because if you look at Hunter all year – kind of what he's been doing but then joe has stepped up his game so i think both guys should be happy yeah yeah i don't i don't have a strong opinion about who's more um they were they were very impressive for different reasons you know i I think hunter's ability to get out of whatever funk he was in and kind of find the magic he's had all year was was impressive just to bounce back you know there Uh, i really like to see that uh and then joe i think has just really kind of found his stride like he has realize the potential that a lot of people have been talking about and expecting to be there. And he's followed through on the end of season momentum that we've all kind of like, okay, well you can do it every series. Like you're great. But then we start this other thing and you're, you find Mm -hmm. a way to screw it up and he's not screwing it up right now. So um, I like to see him kind of breaking down that, that preconceived notion. Is our, our Schmoda, Schmoda hater. He's been quiet lately. Uh, yeah, it's not the right days for that <laughs> no. that uh, opinion. No, that, um, the gentleman is struggling right now. But um, Yeah, yeah, we'll have to wait till that maybe that happens again and we'll hear yeah. about it again. But for now, I yeah. think that's going to be a dormant theory. Yeah, yeah, If we'll see Anaheim. We'll fire it back yep. up. But, uh, Weege, what would you think of Hunter and uh, Joe? Yeah, it was a bummer to see them not get the slug. It's really hard to say who was going to win that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joe's been riding awesome, but. We see how good Hunter's been this year. It'd be hard to get against it. So I don't know. That was irresistible force and a movable, a movable object. But um, 
what I think this race really answered was we knew that the Lawrences would want to have a big exhale. We talked about this a ton last week after mm-hmm. winning all these titles in a perfect season. Could they get up for this? And I was worried after it was bad at Charlotte. Look, these are new races. We know how this game works. It would have been so easy, so easy for them to be like, you know what? Screw this, man. I don't like it. Why do we have to race more? This is dumb. Hybrid tracks are dumb. Like, you can find it if you want to fit your emotions at the time. So credit to Hunter and Jeff for like, no, 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 we're not. We want to win this too. We're going to come back better next week. We're angry. We want to win. And uh, getting right back up there. I easily, I feel like they could have not done that. So credit to them for Mm -hmm. fighting back and not just saying, screw it. I made a couple million dollars. I'm good. Did you guys think Hayden was going to win that first one? Because I did. Yes, I did because again, I didn't know where Hunter was. Yeah, yet. yeah, we didn't, yeah. we didn't know. And I, when he, I did, I did until I saw Hunter match pace, and then I'm like, that's a problem. That's a problem for Hayden because Hunter is so good. Like if he can find the pace and he's up front like early, he's so good late. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult for anybody to deal with that. That looks like when Hayden started to pull away early. I'm like, ah, he might get out of here. But then when I saw Hunter kind of pull even and like just was hanging around, the more he hung around, the the worse I knew the news was for Hayden. Okay, yeah, uh, both. I think I mean, look, Hayden's got a shot at this. He's uh, seven points back, triple points, of course. Yeah, nothing. But nothing. but yep. yeah, he he definitely he went three three on the night, and yeah, it was odd to see that. Um, it was okay, you know, but yeah. You think you'd be a little? Yeah, I thought it was really well. I just thought the the margins were really close, right? Like he yep. could have, he could have won one of those motos. I mean, he was he was right there. I thought he rode really well. You know, we got to remember he's it's his first year. You know, he's not he's dealing with the guys with tons and tons and tons of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Shimoda's been doing this for a really long time. He hasn't been able for this long, but he's been racing for a really long time now. So uh, I think Hayden's doing just fine. Yeah, uh, RJ just hung around, just right outside that lead group. You know, you could see him in the. In the back every time when the leaders were coming, he was right there. Uh, he also had an off-track excursion, but hey, it's RJ. That's what he does. Yeah, um, I, I interviewed him uh, after the race for the post show, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Man, you had a close call." And he's like, "Dude, like what?" He's just like so beside himself because he knows how close those are. Like, I don't think he knows how to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. But he is just mm-hmm. like God. Like he, you know, it, it, I think it really bothers them that he has those close calls. He was very frustrated after Charlotte with his bike. Did he seem happier with oh, that, yeah. that end of things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Uh, he basically said they were throwing the book at it, trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just said, because he said every time it went out, it was like wildly different setup. Mm-hmm. He's like, I couldn't ride any of it. So he's like, I just went with one setting and I just like, this is what I'm riding. And no matter what, this is what I'm riding. Because at least I know what it's going to do. He's like, that was my problem. That Charlotte is like, I had no clue what it was going to do. Because every time I went out, they had completely, radically changed it. So I had no predictability at all. Um, so he's like, yeah, it was a perfect no. But at least I knew it wasn't going to be perfect. I knew what it was going to do. Uh, Weege, Volan passed a lot of dudes. Volan rode really well. He did. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. it's the weird thing when it comes to Volan and podiums. When he gets <laughs> to start, he doesn't ride well enough. And when he doesn't get to start, yeah. he rides awesome. And either way, he ends up still just short of the podium. I don't know... Uh, I take heat from some of my listeners because I like Max. I like Talon. I think there's something there. He's going to Pro Circuit next year. But, yeah, Mitch, I mean, I would assume it's a one-year deal. There's just He hasn't done enough for two years. So big year for him, you know? 
new new team, new bike, and all of that next year. I had a convo, Steve, that you would have been so jealous of. Oh. You would have been so upset that you're talking to Lone Wolf, Maximus' dad, and I'm like, uh, oh, Coliseum, what do you think of that? And he's like, oh, it's cool, man. I used to race there. And then the bench racing started. Oh. Mickey Thompson races. Yeah. Old East-West shootouts. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I think. Uh, Jim Holly stories, Tyson and Talon <laughs> stories. It's great stuff. <laughs> There's an old cycle news with an ultra cross in it, and I got the story from Jimmy one time, but in the cycle news it says Jimmy was disqualified until he had a talk with the officials and then he was reinstated or something. <laughs> and and I, 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 got, I got the story from Jim. Uh, a lot of F-bombs, not maybe F-bombs, but he was he hated the official. I know that. The, the story was he, that guy hated him. He hated that guy. Uh, but it worked out <laughs> in a nice way. But I, I think one of the Volans won that night or something. But, there, there, yeah. Yeah. Was it the guy that used to be our FIM guy? No, 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 Gallagher. No, okay. no, no. Um, yeah, was it John Gallagher? No, not not Gallagher. But uh, yeah, anyways. But that takes me back to, to to. I believe the Volans. They might have went one two at the Coliseum one time at an ultra cross. I th- ah, I can't remember, but it was a big deal in a magazine way back in the day. Um, oh yeah, there was one. They were I think attempting to high five over the jump, like over the. Yeah. <laughs> was that <laughs> I remember it? that. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, okay, Jordan Smith was just so-so. I was really good at Charlotte. 10-8 for Jordan uh, on the day. Kind of s- moved up a little bit each moto. The starts, the starts didn't help nope. much, right? Like, yeah. Speaking of starts, Ham Sandwich. What happened to his starts? I don't know. JT, I picked him for I don't FFL. Know, Cooper got one but didn't do anything with it. Ooh, yeah, we'll get to him. Uh, Cooper fell in the first turn. That's why I was thinking about Anderson. Now, first one. Yeah, first, moto, first, yeah. first one. Cooper fell in the first turn along with a few other guys. But, yeah, uh, Seth Hamaker, not a, not a great night for him. Uh, his starts are usually on point. They were not. Um, same with the chef, right? Chef qualified third. Yeah. So. Yeah, he crashed. Uh, he was dead last in the second moto. He crashed, like, the yeah. first, second lap, first lap. Yeah, early. Yep. Um, and Ryder D., Crashed in Moto crashed One. Yeah, yep. yep. Crashed in Moto One, and then uh, yeah, bummer for Ryder. Julie Swole, Pierce Brown. Anybody got anything? Justin Cooper. Uh, Julie okay. Julie had a good first Moto, and then crashed his brains out the second one. Yeah, I know that. Uh, Justin Cooper, we each second one. Did you find out anything? What happened to that? That was odd. No, uh, I was. He, he looked like he looked like he was a little bit hurt getting up in that uh, first turn of Moto One. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of thinking. Looking, Yamaha has only sent out info on the 450 team so far. Okay. So about five minutes after this pod, I'll probably hear what happened. Dylan Schwartz qualified well, um, and then uh, yeah. he actually rode well. Yeah. Yep. He was battling with those guys. Vial broke a shifter or a foot peg or something. Second one. Uh, yeah. Yep. Was stuck in second year. Okay. Yep. Yep. Bummer for Vial because he was what was he third when that happened. Uh, I think. Like that. Yes. Was he ahead of Deegan? I think he might have like been. That. He might have been, yeah. Um, Colin Park, Hawkins, Kilroy. I had Kilroy in fantasy, so I really appreciate the digging deep effort in the second one because um, he was 21st for a while. Uh, Mike Benacci, I'm sure, does as well. Yep. Braswell, Hunter, Yoder, Cody Shock, Varese. Varese won the LCQ, got in. Uh, Derek Kelly crashed out in that one. They took six of eight. That's a tough blow. Oh, man. Derek Kelly was hot yeah. after it. I mean, rightfully so. Yeah. But, man, uh, and Luke Nice gets in again. Um, 22-21. So, yeah, talking about this one, Weege, 
Uh, Forkner and Mumford are 21 and 22 in the points, and they're out of this thing. So Yoder's, yeah. Yoder's got a chance to make some money. Jet will get passed by Kilroy probably. Anstey's out too. What do you guys make? Anstey going to – let me look at the points here. Is Anstey going to get bumped? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, triple points. Yeah, he probably will. Yep. Yeah, it's odd. Um, Anstey, they just said they're focusing on World Supercross. Uh, and then, um, yeah, Forkner said his knee's been bumped him, the one that he'd hurt. It's not fully re-injured, but bothering him. Here's what I think happened. Even Well, Mumphy, you said, really is sick, right? Mumphy was true. really sick last week, but, I mean, what kind of sickness goes three weeks? Here's my theory on some of this. Okay. Everybody that, for the most part, that, like, had a shot is like, okay, well, I'll come show up and we'll see how it goes. And then Anstey did not ride well at all. He was pretty much invisible at Charlotte. And then I think at that point it's like, okay, so we're going to spend a bunch of money to go and get a couple of 15s. And the 250 class pays well, but it's not that same level we're talking about in the 450 class. So I think same thing with Forkner. I think it's like, all right, you're going to be in the LCQ every week. Let's see how it goes. Well, what happened? Last week he couldn't pass dudes, and then he crashes out of the second moto. So like, we pretty much saw, like, nope, there isn't really a recipe we can come up with here where you're going to end up getting third overall in this deal coming out of the LCQ. So you can bang up your knee a little bit more to end up, you know, 10th in points. Yeah. but 10 grand or something, which well, for Fortner is not life-changing money. That's what I think it is. And same thing with Mumphy. It's like, we'll show up, we'll try it. If it doesn't look like it's going well. I mean, Mumphy's been a weirdo week-to-week fill-in anyway. Um, so I look at it more like they gave him a gift. They took him to the first one just to see if something's really going. He wrote bad. He was sick. And they pulled a plug. Uh, everybody tried the first one, and if they struggled, I, yeah, they were done. Well, still, but with Anstey, like the truck is going with Dean to the races. I mean, good God, you, you're, you're already you're in. So I don't know. Things must have been really bad with the bike and the team or whatever for him to just be like, "No, nah, I'm done. I'm going to focus on the World Supercross, which doesn't race yeah. again until October." Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I don't That's know. Two rounds. Like, uh, it, yeah, I, I do think it's it's a bad look. Like if I'm Feld in MX Sports, I'm not super stoked at these teams. Like, I, in the end, it doesn't matter. Like, the teams are going to do what the teams are going to do. They're, they're going to protect the riders. You know, Mitch Payton is not a guy that you're going to tell how to run his thing, or, or even Kawasaki for that matter. But, yeah, it's not great when guys who could race just aren't racing. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of it's circumstantial. I don't know what was up with Anstey last week, but it wasn't even close to when we saw him. I just, I don't think he liked his bike. I think there's a lot of bike problems from what I gather. Right. So I think when the weekend goes bad, then you're like, okay, what is the best we can do with only two races left? Even if we fix all of this, ah, what are we going to gain? And uh, yeah, that's probably, I never liked that attitude of, you know, there's nothing to gain. So I show up, but in the end, I'm going to say this whole playoff format is up. As I said earlier at the top, pretty much nailed it. What? And at the bottom, I mean, star racing didn't even let, uh, Benick race. He could have raced LCQ every week. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that are a little bizarre, but in the end, that means about ninety percent of it ended up being right. I was definitely bummed to not see Forkner there trying. Yeah, but I think they already saw. They're like, and, well, we saw how the LCQ is going to go. Like, you're not going to get on the podium anyway. And McAdoo's been riding and wanted to race and qualified, and they said no. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. yep. I get that, that part thing, because I'm had, wondering. Yeah. I like it. I'm glad. Sorry, sorry, Phil, but I like that they're rewarding the regular season and saying like, you know, essentially in weather in in stick and ball sports, they're like, if your record was not good enough in the regular season, 
you are going to have to play every game on the road. That is your penalty for not being as good as the other team. So the LCQ is that in this sport. But I'm sure the LCQ, if McAdoo didn't have to go to the LCQ, you know, who knows? Then maybe well, he does race. I don't know because Anstey doesn't have to go to the LCQ and he's not racing. Yeah, that one was different. He just rode bad, or the bike was bad. Yeah. So I think that's based on the performance. What if but, we What if we just did top fifteen? Your racing, the, the SMX next year. That's it. Well, I think there was this dream scenario, and we almost got it with Forkner, of a guy rallying his way in, a guy going through the LCQ all okay. three weeks and somehow getting fifth or winning a race or getting a podium. Well, Phil, and it is possible. Phil rally, but I think we saw it's a very, very slim chance. So if you're a little bit banged up, why do it? Phil rallied LCQ to leading the main. What was actually JT? I was going to ask you about that. What was the deal with the start where it actually seemed like the crap gate picks worked out best? <laughs> Same thing with Justin Cooper, Moto Two. Yeah. Weird. Uh, yeah, it could be just the dirt, but I think the ruts were really deep in the middle, but that's where everybody wanted to go. Um, and the ruts were about 30 yards long. So um, for whatever reason, the outside – and I don't know if it was from practice. Like, remember, some of those practices, there was only like six guys. Yeah. So some of those ruts didn't get any practice practice runs through them. Yep. So I think Justin Cooper just got a rut that was really shallow where everybody else is like trying to, you know, dig through a Mariana's trench to the way of the first turn, and he ripped across there. Do you guys think it goes back to Chicago next year? Crowd, venue, all of that, dirt, track? Like, is that a is that a snap that in for an SMX round next year? Uh, I won't go so far as stamp, but I think it was looking very unlikely. Um, I didn't hear words unlikely, but I heard that the, the, the Charlotte thing was a huge hit. Mm-hmm. Even months ago, they knew that. I don't think Chicago was selling as well. But then I heard that this week, after people watched the Charlotte one, the ticket sales got pretty brisk. Like, okay. I think a lot of people were maybe yeah, yeah. on the fence. They like what they saw on TV. Uh, I think the track, as you guys were saying, it was pretty cool. So now I could see it being back in play. So Charlotte, I say, one way or another, they'll be back. Yeah. I mean, I, don't, I have no idea. I don't know this. Maybe yeah. it's Z-Max. Maybe it's the Speedway. I think they're back in Charlotte somehow. Now, this, but, uh, this Chicago goes back in play. This Chicago speed. Oh, by the way, pit bike race updates, anybody? Anybody? No, I got nothing. Okay. Uh, this this Chicago Speedway, so they don't race NASCAR anymore. There, They pulled the race a few years ago, and this was the first they event. They don't do anything there, Steve. Yeah, so this was the first event at this place in. Since before COVID. Wow. Yeah. This. Yeah. Who, who owns this place? What's the mortgage? Because they don't have to pay them anything. <laughs> What's the mortgage on this place? Like, who's paying this? <laughs> Obviously, it's paid off, or is it bankruptcy? Like, what's going how do you have this place and you're not running any events? That's nuts to me because these places I'll are I'll tell you huge. something even weirder. Yeah. Um, the, the place was supposed to be gone. Like, when they stopped having the race, it was said that Amazon or somebody was coming in and building warehouse. That area, this is not Chicago. This is an hour from Chicago. It's just industrial, you know, warehouses and mm-hmm. trucking, shipping things as far as the eye can see, like literally from the top of the building. So I think the space had already been like, it's going to be demolished. It's going to be torn down. And then how that happened, I don't know. But the gift to us is, A, I'm sure the rent wasn't being gouged. <laughs> no, but I, also, I would not think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, and I heard this a year ago when they announced this race, they're like, you guys can build anything you want, anywhere, tear it up, bring in dirt. <laughs> yeah. they, didn't have to use, they didn't have to load dirt, and they just cut the track into the dirt. Like, here, just drop the blade. That's all they did. Like it was, that was amazing to me. So to me, that's a really nice upside. 
to just be like, it's like a golf course. Hey, Dirtworks, yeah. MX Sports, Randy Poulter, just bring in your equipment and tear it up. Yep, have at it. You guys want to put a Ferris wheel in there? Right on. No one's ever coming here ever again. You just nuts. Well, and I think like, yeah, what we said, like the, the rent will be there. So they didn't haul dirt in and they got a cheap rent. Feld's like, sign us up because the yep. biggest cost they have is bringing yeah. dirt in, right? So, um, yeah. And the crowd, I'm going to say the crowd, I don't, I'm sure if you're watching on TV, it didn't look good. It did. You got to understand. Yeah, it was fun. That, yeah. Probably an eighty or a hundred thousand seat grandstand. You, I feel like the crowd was actually better than I thought it was. Gonna it was be. okay. Yep. Yeah. Still, same for me. You can still me. hear like, them during the day. Yep. Yeah. During the day on Saturday, I was nervous, because, yep. but that's only because everybody was walking around. When everybody went into the stands, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's okay. We're good." Did Did you guys? I mean, you could still hear them cheering for Hayden Deegan, so that was good. Uh, yes. Was there cobwebs in the press box? Was there like did you have to fight like an Indiana Jones movie? Like you had to get through? Uh, there were there there was a computer monitor in the press box that was circa 1985, <laughs> I'm going to guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not even kidding. You can ask, ask Kellen. I, I made a point to show Kellen. Like, Kellen, come look at this. Yeah, yeah. Because I want someone to, to have an eyewitness to this. Uh, I do know they had some suites that they had to rearrange because some of the tiles had fallen out and they, had, they couldn't use them. Yeah. Uh, so there, there were some yeah. states of disrepair. Right. Like, you could tell, right? It was almost like... Uh, the apocalypse and like you're going into these old buildings and like nothing's really gone wrong you can just tell no one's really been taking care of it there's a zombie around the corner right right, <laughs> right. just don't go into the dark room yep did you <laughs> did, speaking of zombie yeah he didn't make it tough tough go for zombie yeah he yeah. did not no. he did not look like he was enjoying himself no not at all he needs he needs super costs. zombie does as we as you said his last national was uh 10 years ago yeah clinton yeah. fowler uh, gave me the math on that. Thank you, Clinton. Yeah. 2013 is last national. And let's be honest, even then, not an outdoor specialist. No, no, there wasn't. No, it, no. It, it's tough go. Uh, all right, Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Uh, Motocross the Nation's team was announced. Um, JT, we talked about this on Fly Moto 60 show. Like, I think they can get a podium, but I, it's a good team, and I think they can get a podium. Uh, Australia and um, Spain and uh, uh, France are really good. I think they can get a podium, and I think they're a top-five team. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Um, yep. On paper, are we the best team? I would say no. No. And I, I think most people understand that. But I think we have a competitive team, and that race is really wonky. Like, crazy things happen there. So we go there. We put our best foot forward. We don't, you know, if we're not our own worst enemy, you can't crash. You can't have mechanicals. You can't do, you know, self-inflicted damaging mm-hmm. type things. And then anything can anything after that. Yeah, Weege, are you there? You're you're, you're there uh, with us on that. Yeah, obviously things have to go right. Um, it is funny that anytime we don't pick the best guys, they immediately go back to the '92 Australia team and say that they won. But JT and I actually had a discussion about that. In the end, yes, that wasn't Bradshaw and Stanton who were the lead guys at the time. But the team ended up being Billy Lyles, who was winning 500 GPs at that stage in the 500 class, and Mike LaRocco and Jeff Emig, who are no slouches. Like, these are Hall of Fame guys. So it was a B team at the time, but looking back, it wasn't that weak. You know, you had the, you had the yeah. two best 125 riders worldwide, in my opinion, at the time. And then you had the 500 GP guy that was winning. Like, that's a pretty strong... Yeah. It wasn't Stanton, Kudrowski, Bradshaw, but it was still pretty strong. Mm-hmm. It's funny that that one gets brought up all the time. And I'm like, I did not hear anybody bring up the England team from 20... What? Uh, yeah. 2013? That way from that one. That's uh, what I mean. No one no one is referencing the Sealy, Covington, Zacco team 
Yeah, we're gonna stay away. From this them. team's stronger. Yes. This team is stronger than the, that team. hundred oh, percent. Yeah. 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 No, yes. Sure yeah. Yeah. But my long story to get to all this was, remember, even as we don't even know how good that's not even having a shot. I mean, Steely's bike broke in both races, and Covington tore his ACL on Saturday. Like, I don't think they would have won anyway. But actually, the results were, as the point JT is making here, they already had so much bad luck that it wouldn't. It didn't even. They couldn't even get off the ground. So if you can avoid that. Yes, the Australia team and the French team, especially on home turf, are very good. But as I always say, just show up. We've seen the not best team on paper win this event because all it takes is one guy to take a rock to the eye and one of the strongest teams is out. It, it's that simple. You just have to not be the team that has that. If the England team, <laughs> it happened in spades. Yeah. Has there, there, there been a more miserable race to attend than that Matterly race? Oh. <laughs> Like it's up there. around in like ankle yep. deep mud. Yep. Like endless yep. grass and mud. You couldn't escape it. You nope. could not escape it. No. Nope. I actually. Team USA was in just in tatters. We were injured. We were slow. Hondas couldn't keep their shock to keep the bike upright. I don't know what the hell was going on that weekend, but it's. It, it was all bad. It we got we got stuck bad. leaving. We got stuck leaving the parking lot. I remember how sore my groin were, were both groins, because you slid <laughs> as you were walking on the hillside. Yeah. You slid yeah, each way. Was, I mean, like you could not walk anywhere. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it was definitely how uh, shitty that weekend was. That weekend is yeah, it was really crappy. The Dusty Clat LCQ weekend was really crappy. in My life. Um, yeah, there's a few of them. Weech in the in the running. You know. Yeah. Uh, pushing my bike back from Southwick from the furthest point of the track uh, when it broke with Red Dog, that's up there too. So, Side note, I'm watching uh, 1990 Anaheim right now. Yeah. And uh, Matasevich and, and Bradshaw are trying to kill each other. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I it's mean, great. absolutely committing mm-hmm. assault. Yeah, that's that's, that's, a, that's a great one. Um, <laughs> they're, they're all that. That 1990s Weege is my favorite year, I think, of Supercross ever. It's absolutely gold. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, Oh, uh, what, before we let you go, I was going to um, this nation's. Uh, I forget. I don't know. All right. Okay. Uh, I got one thing I want oh. to discuss here. Do you realize what is in play? People have been asking Hayden Deegan about, will you ghost ride if you win a race? He didn't do it when he won his first outdoor. He's like, no, I think I'm going to save that for Supercross. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God. He's going to be racing in the LA Coliseum, which is where Brian did the ghost ride. Yep. I said this in every forum I can come up with. Can you imagine if he wins the $500,000 Super Motocross World Championship by winning the race in the LA Coliseum? Does he ghost ride? Yes, he does. And then the AMA does nothing about it. Well, I was going to say, do they take the five hundred grand away? Do they penalize him no. like four spots? And- nope. I don't think they – I think they say that's really – don't do that again. But, <laughs> yeah, we're not – yeah. We're not Unbelievable. It's yeah. somehow in play that – like this, uh, an AMA race. There was X Games, but they haven't had a race since '98. Um, well, Summer Cross. Yes, there was Summer Cross. Yep. Why I'm just you, saying that the, the, the time and space that? continuum to line up like this yeah. is incredible. That Brian's son would now be racing <laughs> in this stadium well, for well, art. Watson's yeah. around. Watson could come around. We could get yeah. throw a pit board again. Yeah, we can get Watson there. Yeah, he can unbelievable. Start, he can start yelling at Davy. You know that race? He was yelling at Davy because Davy wasn't interviewing him. You know, so yeah, we can do all that. He was yelling at Davy because he wasn't getting interviewed during the race. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, uh, I guess uh, Renard was leading, right? Remember Renard led, and then shocking, Robbie got arm pump. I don't know if you guys, are, okay. that's, it's something that. Uh, 
But yeah. Davey was interviewing Renard's mechanic, and Kenny went over and said, hey, man, my guy's going to win. Why are you interviewing that chump? You should interview me. And I guess Davey oh. was like, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, it was it was another epic. Offset always causing issues. Another yep. epic story. Uh, yeah, Summercross. This the uh, this this will be uh, interesting to see if they decide to honor us this weekend at LA Coliseum. I've not been able to get a reply from Prater or Mui um, mm. about this, so yeah, mm. it's up in the air, I guess. Mm. But yeah, Summercross. Interesting. Yeah, and I'm not sure. I'm just going to put it this way: You mentioned, are we going back to Chicagoland? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure they're going back to the Coliseum either. So the point I'm making here is if you ever wanted to go to a race here, just go now because yeah. I don't know about any of these. Like I said, I'm pretty sure Charlotte will be around. The other two, I really don't know. So the SMX is next year. I just don't know where. So yeah. don't take for granted because the Coliseum was the first one of these they announced that that is going to be the Anaheim one of this and yeah. it never go away. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. So if you ever wanted to go, this is this might be your best chance. Yeah, Coliseum's cool. Absolutely. JT, did you go to the last race in Joliet? The only other time we raced there? The yeah. track strip? Yep. Did you go? Uh, I, re- I qualified both classes. I think I got 12th in the 250 class. So okay. Nice. Yeah. It's a weird track. Yeah. It, it also went over the, the drag strip wall in the middle. It went back and forth over yeah, the Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. The venue was pretty much terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but the track was okay. Whatever. That was the race where Kelly Smith was all over Ryan Clark in the main event, and I put on the pit board Park Clark held it out in front of Ryan Clark <laughs> to, like, intimidate him or scare him. And then he just rode away from Kelly Smith. And then he th- uh. he thanked me after and said that really motivated him. And so it completely went sideways. <laughs> my, my strategy ba- couldn't have backfired anymore. And, the most uh, memorable part for me was uh, I crashed in the first turn of the LCQ and still qualified somehow. That's somehow. it. Yeah, that is good. Wow. I actually, know, I know how I did it. There was this, like, really hard, like, triple that I was doing that – uh, you got to remember the bikes were different, right? Like you couldn't just jump everything. Like not everybody jumped everything and I was doing it. And I just literally just passed people every lap there. Like I just triple pass, triple pass, triple pass. And then all of a sudden I was in second. So yeah, nobody that's cares, but yeah. That's, that's good. That's impressive. Steve, we did a live show Friday at the track and JT said, it's hilarious how all three of these venues they are like, well, way back there was a Charlotte motor speedway race. <laughs> then there was way back a race in Joliet and L.A. Coliseum since 1998, and JT's like, well, I actually raced all three of those, so this is my reunion tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. We're right? back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, think <laughs> about it. Well, the Charlotte one was next door, right? It wasn't at the... the it was, yeah. The uh, MX... The, 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 are you talking about the MXGP? Because that was next door, too, next, right? Supercross, like 90... Yeah. Yeah, that was... 98 Charlotte. I mean, it was next door, like at the Speedway. Oh, right? I guess, and yeah. Joliet was literally yeah. next door at the drag strip, which... You, you flip those, vice versa, and then uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. That yeah, Birdwell made the main Charlotte '97 in the mud. That was cool. Uh, and then Charlotte '98 was my first race with FMF Honda, and my bolt backed out of my counter shaft sprocket uh, with Danny Smith, and that was the beginning and end of Danny Smith actually liking me, uh, even though it was judged to not be my fault because uh, I just got in the bike. But he still that didn't matter. He still thought it was my fault, and so yeah, really. Really great memories of Charlotte. <laughs> Good memories. Yeah. Yeah. Factory Honda. And then, yeah, that's it. All right. Um, okay. Uh, that's, uh, that's it for uh, Chicago Review. Next week, Coliseum. Looking forward to it. And, uh, and then it's done. Then it's over. So, season is over. And we're off to Motocross the Nations, right, Steve? Yep. Off to Motocross the Nations. Yep. All right. Uh, yep. 
Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Thank you to Fly Racing, Renthal, Maxis, Cobalinks, Motorsport.com, Onyx Maps, the, the Kawasaki SR as well. Uh, Weeds, JT, thanks, boys. See ya. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.